0: Hello, and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. Hey, it's great to be here. Great to see your smiling faces. And now that I'm up here and those lights are in my face, I can't see your smiling faces. So I just take it that you're smiling. It is good to be with you and to be in the presence of Jesus. God has laid a message on my heart. Uh, I thought the first Sunday of December, Pastor Jay preached and talked a little bit about this, uh, just, just alluded to it just in his in his sermon. But I, Pastor Jay also said that, you know, if you're first-time people, why, don't be too disappointed. He was the third string. Well, uh, if you're a first-time guest, don't be too disappointed. We're down to the fourth string now. And so, uh, don't, be, don't be disappointed. Come next Sunday and you can hear some good preaching. Turn with me to John chapter 14. If you want to read with me or watch on the screen or whatever. John 14, beginning with verse 12. Some of my favorite scriptures in all of the Word of God. John 14, 12 says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And I want you to look at this next verse. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, I'm going to ask a question, and I don't need any response, but I just want you to think about it. How many of you would look back and say 2019 has been a really rough year for my family and I? We've had all kinds of problems, financially, spiritually, maritally, emotionally, even a death or two in our family. And Tuesday night at midnight, you're going to still be awake so that you can wave goodbye to 2019. I'm sure that some of you have experienced that. Well, let me tell you, in 2020, we're going to have ups and downs as well. We're going to have good days. We're going to have bad days. But I want to major this morning on the thought that God has given me, I believe, specifically for Destiny Church on this last Sunday of 2019. It's not about the bad days, but it's what I believe that God has prepared for this church in 2020. And so with that, the title of my sermon or what I've thought God has laid upon my heart is The Best is Yet to Come. Jay, I, I meant you mentioned that, that first Sunday. The best is yet to come. I don't say this because it's, you know, what I'm supposed to say or uh, it's the last and everybody gives you a bunch of hype. As a matter of fact, I'm not, I'm not real good with hype. I, I just I don't like it. I remember uh, giving you an illustration several years ago at Nixon when I was pastoring. We had a family move in from San Diego, and he's a very plain-spoken man. Uh, they started attending the church, still attend today. He was always just, he, he would tell you exactly what he was thinking. And I remember he called me and said, can I meet with you? And I said, Now yeah, I'd, I'd be glad to. So he came and sat down with me and he said, there's one thing I want you to know. I don't like hype. I don't like when preachers try to get up and build everybody up and tell you things that they don't really believe. And I looked at him and I said, I don't either. I don't like hype. As a matter of fact, I looked back at him and I said, I want you to know, Wally, you can attend Nixa First Assembly and know that there will be no hype because I will stop it. I will handle it. So I am not trying to give you a bunch of hype this morning that sort of tries to lift your spirits for a few seconds and you can go out with a, a, a good feeling. But I want you to know I believe that 2020 is going to be the best year in the history of Destiny Church, spiritually, physically, or numerically, financially, every way God is going to bless in 2020. And one of the reasons I believe is because I want to talk to you about increasing your faith. I believe we need to have faith to believe God for anything in our lives. I really do. You know, uh, the world says that if I can see it, I can believe it. But Scripture teaches us, if we believe it, we can then see it. It's important to understand that, the difference there. Oh, if I can see, but that's not faith. But faith says, I don't see it, but I still believe what God has told me and what God has said. So this morning, I'm going to approach this message from (coughs) three points. Three, I think, of the most important areas of every one of our lives. It's financial, that's uh, spiritual, and that's physical, that God wants to move and God wants to touch. So what is going to happen to D.C. in 2020? Let me just give you what I see and what I feel that God has laid upon my heart. I believe in 2020, Destiny Church is going to see healing and miracles take place right in our services you know, we don't hear much preached about it anymore. It seems like that preachers are afraid to preach it because they're afraid that, well, it might not happen, so they might look bad. I remember when Chad was, Pastor Chad was the youth pastor in our church. He came up to me one day and he said, Dad, I want you to know I've heard of miracles all of my life. But I've never seen a miracle. When he said that, it broke my heart because I thought that is not the church that God left behind. He left a church that should see signs and wonders. So how many of you would say, and you here again, you don't raise your hand, but you say, I've never seen a miracle. Well, let me show you a miracle by physical evidence I can prove to you. If you'll put that picture on the screen, I want you to see a miracle that took place between two and three years ago, probably two and a half to three years ago at Nixon First Assembly with a young lady that, that uh, the, the right is the, the, the young lady, the first picture that they took. If you can see, this was of her spine. And see how curved it is right in this area? The, her grandmother called me one day and said, pastor said, my granddaughter, who is 11 years old, is going to possibly face surgery, and they're going to have to put a steel rod up her spine, and we don't want that to happen, and would you pray? And so I said, make sure they're in church next Sunday. They came in, and I called them forward, and we prayed. i got to be honest with you. There was nothing magical happened or nothing supernatural that transpired in, in, in our prayer. As a matter of fact, I don't even know that I, people moved around her so quickly, I don't know that I ever even laid hands on her for prayer. But she went back to the doctor that week. When she went back to the doctor, this is the X-ray, and it doesn't show it well at all. But her spine was as straight as it could be. Look at that. Her spine was straight, and they said that she had gained four inches in height in just one week's time. Now, folks, I don't know whether you know this or not, but that doesn't happen. That's impossible. It cannot happen except through Jesus. She was healed, and I talked to her grandmother uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I said, how is Skylar doing now? And she said she's 5'9". She looks like a number two pencil, meaning she's skinny, just like me. And uh, she's, she's playing uh, club volleyball. She's playing school volleyball, and God has ministered unto her. Friend, I believe that should become the norm in our churches today. But see, I I really believe that we should not be surprised when these things happen. We should be surprised when they don't happen. God is wanting to do things in D.C. in 2020. But there was another miracle that took place that the, the grandmother told me. As a matter of fact, I saw that girl. That Skyler, I saw her parents last night, and they told me the same thing about her. Said she is just doing great, but the grandmother closed by telling me that I've also got other great news. Her son Jordan, who is probably around thirty years of age, something like that. But I saw that young man, probably eight ten years ago, lying in a hospital bed, just on death's bed, because of drug overdose. He was just barely, barely breathing. But she said, Jordan has been drug free for four years now. And she said, close by saying, God is good. Let me tell you, that should be what we expect when we come to church. And as I said, I think a lot of preachers don't, don't preach it anymore because they're afraid it might not happen. Well, let me tell you something, folks. It doesn't depend on us except in our faith. If we believe God, he can and will do anything. I have seen so many things happen in the last few years, not because I prayed for them, because as I said, I don't even know that I laid hands on them. But I want you to know God is here to move. He is here to touch you. It is not God's will for you to go around sick. I've had people say, well, if I can carry this sickness for the glory of God, that is wrong theology. God gets blessing when you walk around in health and when you are healed. God wants to touch you in 2020. You say, I've got cancer. I've got emphysema. I've got, uh, I've got all kinds of diseases. Well, may I tell you something? God is a miracle-working God who can exceed way beyond anything that I can think or even imagine. That is God's plan. I am so excited to see what God is going to do in 2020, how God is going to minister to you, even in these 21 days of prayer and fasting, as we begin to seek God and begin to call out to God, we begin to believe God for miracles in our own lives. It's, a, it's one thing to see a miracle for somebody else, but sometimes we need a miracle in our own lives, and God is here to move, and God is here to minister. I, you, you, you know, when Jesus was on earth, He healed healed cancers. He healed blinded eyes. He unstopped deaf ears. He raised the dead. You say, well, I know what you're thinking. That was Jesus, and he's the son of God, so that's how he healed. Well, I read to you right off. That's why I use that scripture as my reference point. John 14, 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, now look at this, this is Jesus speaking. The works that I do, he and she will do also, and greater works than these because I go to my Father. God says that you can have the same authority and the same power to lay hands on your sick child and see them healed. You have the same power. Oh, oh preacher, that's, that's just, that is hype, preacher. I, 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 I just can't. I just can't believe that. But it's what it says. If it doesn't say that, then I, am, I hope I'm not misinterpreting it. But I read it from a lot of different versions, and it doesn't it indicate that it's, I'm misinterpreting it. It says, the things that I do shall you do, and greater things. But then those last two verses, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. I've looked at those verses and other verses that say similar things, and I've said, God, what do they mean? And I realize that God is touching, and God is wanting to move, and God is wanting to perform miracles. Secondly, I believe in our finances. 3 John verse 2 gives us the three steps that I, I'm, I'm believing for. Finances, physical. And uh, spiritual, Third John verse 2 says, Beloved, above all things, I wish that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. I really believe that God wants His church to prosper. God wants His people to prosper. Now, my definition of prosperity may be a little bit different than some preachers who want to give you a bunch of hype. I've seen them promise that if you'll give a $1,000 in this offering, God's going to do great things for you. You'll never hear me say that because I, I, don't, I don't buy that. But I do know that God wants you to prosper. And my definition of prosperity, and I believe it's one that you can base your future upon, is found in 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 through 8. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. But look at these next verses. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. My interpretation for prosperity is this. God wants you and your finance to be blessed to the point where you have enough and more than enough so that you might have an abundance for every good work. Does that surprise you? You say, well, I, I, I thought prosperity is when I was able to drive new cars and have a fancy nice home. No, that doesn't always mean that you're prosperous. I've seen people who were wealth that I would not consider prosperous. But God says, I want to give you enough and more than enough in your finances to meet all of your needs, but also to give to the work of God and to bless others and to minister to others. I know some churches that, you know, money's a big thing, and they use it all for themselves. Destiny Church is not that way. In the last quarter, Jason, I was trying to (coughs) figure it out, and I don't know what we spent on all these things, but in the last quarter alone, I would not be surprised if Destiny Church has not spent around $50,000 giving to other people with our one sole purpose and the the day of hope and and what we have given for the food baskets that we have given. I think... Over Thanksgiving and and Christmas, we gave out probably close to 80 or 90 food baskets that took care of families' needs at Thanksgiving and Christmas. You see what I'm saying is we give back. We don't just use the money and keep it all here. But I believe that God blesses us because we give back under the work of God. Listen to me. God wants us to be blessed. I'm going to say something that I believe is true and it may surprise you. I believe there is money in these two campuses, I, I, very honestly, for God to provide land and to build a new worship center for Destiny Church. I believe the money is here. And I'm not talking about millionaires. I don't know that there is one millionaire in this church. I don't have any idea except you, Mike McCoy. I, that's the only, and, and you, Todd Rice, I, you, know, you, you millionaires. I don't know that we have a millionaire, but I just know that God said he would provide and take care of our needs. God is moving. Number three, and I think the most important, is spiritually. Back to 3 John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. God wants to move and God wants to touch. In Genesis chapter, I'm skipping some verses here, but Genesis chapter 11. Verses 27 through 32. And I you can read it, but I won't take the time to read it. But it tells in the in the verses here that Tarak was the father of Abraham. He was called to go to Canaan. And he took his son, Abraham, and his nephew, and they headed for Canaan, which is the destination that God called Abraham to. And I've always wondered if. Through Tarak, God was going to do the same miracles that he did through Abraham, but Turok never meet, reached the promised land. He never went. Because look at verse uh, 24, I believe it is, no, verse 31, excuse me. Turok took his son, Abram, his grandson, and together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. And it says then, the next verse, he lived 205 years and he died in Haran. He never reached his promised land. He settled. And folks, I want you to know, God wants to move upon Destiny Church and he doesn't want us to settle for being, just having enough of God to barely skim in and make heaven. God wants us to be spiritual giants to where when we walk around the city of Republic or Marionville or Billings or Clever or Springfield, wherever it may be, that people can see and feel something different about us that they want to know the Jesus that we live for. Folks, it's there. God is wanting to do something for you spiritually. I was talking a couple of weeks ago to Callie Frontenberger. she rode with me as I drove the church bus from here to the junior high school to pick up the kids for Elevate. She was sitting in the bus with me, and I said, what brought you to Destiny Church? And she said, uh, Pastor, she said, uh, we attended another church. We loved our church. We thought it was a great church, but she said that God, we, we decided that we were going to try Destiny Church one Sunday. She said, our church where we attended never taught anything about growing in God or having more of God or doing more for God. But we came to Destiny, and the first Sunday that we were there said, Pastor Chad was preaching on the Holy Spirit. She said, I had never heard anybody preach on the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit can do in our lives But she said, we left the service that morning knowing that we had found our church. And she said, we have grown so much spiritually at Destiny Church. You see, friend, it's not just a situation where you come and and, and get saved and then come to church when you feel like it. But God is wanting to move in D.C. and awaken you spiritually to where great and awesome things are happening. He wants to improve your spiritual walk. So today physically, spiritually, financially, what's the most important being spiritually, how are you doing are you will you look at twenty twenty and say God is going to do I'm just going to claim today that God is going to do some incredible things for me. I want you to stand with me and i whoop well, the the band is coming back. Jeff, you can just leave this stuff up here I don't need it moved. Well, the band may need to move, so go ahead and take it. I may be in their way. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to proclaim over yourselves this fact. 3 John verse 2. And I want you to say, I believe that I, I, I pray I will prosper in all things and be in health just as my soul prospers. I want you to claim it this morning. You say, I, I don't have the right to claim that. I'm not living the way that I should or I'm not doing the things that I should. Oh, that's okay. Just begin to claim it and just begin to identify it and say, I look at that. Look at it right there. Dear friend, it's, it's coming up. Dear friend, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. How many of you would like to have that in 2020? Huh? Would you like to have that? Some of you don't want it. Well, let me tell you something. If you don't want it, honey, it ain't going to happen. Okay? You don't have to worry about it coming on you and knocking you down and God healing you or God providing for you financially. You don't have to worry about that. It's not going to happen. But if you really want it, you say, I'd like to claim, I'd like to proclaim over my friends. So here's what I'd like to do, and I'm going to turn it over to the praise team. I would like for you to read this verse with me, and you're claiming this. And If you want to look at somebody as you read this and take a peek up here and say, I, I proclaim this over you. I proclaim this that, dear friend, I pray that you may prosper in 2020 and be in health also as your soul prospers. Would you like to experience that? Would you like to know that God's blessings are flowing upon you in such a supernatural way? So are you ready to read it with me? Are you ready to declare? It's not just something you read. I want you to declare it over somebody somebody around you, your spouse, your friends, or whomever it may be. Look at that and read it with me. Dear friend, I pray that you may prosper in all things